Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Ginger Birkenbuehl. And I'm Esther Ikoro, And we're the hosts of the Honest Field Guide podcast. Entrepreneurship is no joke. The journey is full of anticipation, failure, hope, and disappointment. You'll make money and be totally broke at the same time. The Honest Field Guide podcast tells you the truth. We know being an entrepreneur is crazy hard and you will sometimes cry dinner. Listen in to be inspired, laugh, and learn how to really thrive on your business journey. Episode one, the state of social. There are a lot of things to know about social media channels that aren't obvious. Things that you should be thinking about, things that you should and shouldn't be doing. And we're going to talk about those things today, specifically as they relate to Instagram, which is one of the most fun, powerful, amazing, and creative social media tools I think is out there right now. Yeah, Nothing competes with Instagram to me right now. It can also be the most obnoxious depending on what you post, but we'll get into that. Yes, absolutely true. All right. So tell me why people should be using Instagram because I have my reasons. You have your reasons for using Instagram? I have my reason why people should be using Instagram. (laughs) So we should be clear that this podcast, The Honest Field Guide, is designed and directed towards entrepreneurs and small business. We're not talking about how to do anything as an individual person or a consumer. None of these tips will relate to posting pictures of your kids. No, and it absolutely will not relate to shopping for yourself necessarily, unless you're thinking about shopping for yourself along the lines of shopping as a consumer because you're trying to get someone to come to your business. We're not talking about you as a consumer. We're talking about you as a business. Exactly. So I have to be very clear. So Instagram is an amazing channel when you're a small business or an entrepreneur because you have the ability to curate your visuals and curate what's in your head by finding things that you like to look at or that you like to post about yourself. So Instagram is is a channel that should be used exclusively for visual inspiration, right? I mean, if yeah. you if you think about Instagram and what you like to do there, you like to live vicariously through other people. You look at their pictures, you look at the food they're eating, you look at the clothes they're wearing. When you're a business, on the other hand, you should be thinking about that channel and how people are looking at you like that. Yeah. Right? So... Mm-hmm. If you, for example, are on Instagram and you're posting pictures of yourself, think about what your potential customer is thinking about as they're looking at you on Instagram because that's what they're doing. They're judging by what they're seeing. They're not judging by what you're saying. They're not judging by how you're speaking because they can't necessarily hear you unless you're doing an Instagram video and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But they're really looking for visual cues to make a decision. Yeah about you and potentially your business. And so that's something you have to think about when you're on Instagram. 
I like to think about Instagram as the magazine of our lives, right? If if Twitter's the water cooler of our lives, because Twitter is a place where live conversation happens, Instagram's definitely the magazine of our lives. <laughs> what? Twitter is the water cooler. It is. I know. Twitter's just... a place everybody goes to talk about whatever's going You're on. Right. If, yeah. if a phenom- if somebody dies, if there's a game, if the right. season finale of American Idol is on. Exactly. I'm yeah. on Twitter because I want to see the memes, I want to see the jokes, I want to <laughs> see the screen grabs. Yes, and you want to and you want to and and you're also going to Twitter because maybe you're deciding I really want to know what's happening in politics today because I want to get angry. Right. I want to be angry. And the the live feeds are on there. But back to Instagram for a second. Instagram is a magazine. Mm-hmm. It's first and foremost a visual platform. Mm-hmm. And so you need to decide what the visual personality of your brand is. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of very disturbing things from small businesses on Instagram. Disturbing? Very disturbing. Wow. What is <laughs> And by disturbing, disturbing, I mean hideous. Have you seen? (laughs) By disturbing, I mean terrible pictures. Yeah, terrible. Photographs that aren't purposeful. Yeah. Photographs of things that blend into their personal lives that aren't business photographs that aren't related to the brand. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Even if your brand has something to do with clothing or lifestyle, like those should be purposeful lifestyle shots. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to have like a 16 person team with you. First of all, I'm stuck on the word hideous, but we can come back hideous. to that later. <laughs> I go through Instagram and I wish I could unlike things that I hideous. have never liked. Just such like a great word. Downvote them. It's such a great word. So can you talk to me? And what I love talking with you about, Esther, because you're an amazing social media photographer. How do you develop an eye, a visual eye to do to make beautiful images? Because I think that's a real problem for a lot of people. They, they don't necessarily have... They don't know what the looks aesthetic. good. They don't know necessarily what looks good. What are some of the top three things you could do to help yourself figure out what looks good? One, I would go to similar brands that are doing well. Companies that have similar products, and I'm looking at the way that they're presenting their product. That can be a way to really understand what works. And photos, I get it. Everybody isn't photography-minded. Mm-hmm. You can literally just go to GH Bass, go to their Instagram pick any post and try to recreate it using your own product brands that are really leading online yeah because they have social media teams and people whose job it is to think about what colors go together and how to stage something so just take your cues from a brand that is similar to your product look how they contextualize their product in their photography and look at the types of lifestyle shots they do and do a version of that and i think when you talk about looking at when you talk about looking at a brand that um you know looks like you you also might look at brand that you want to be like yeah definitely. because sometimes you have something that doesn't exactly align with what's out there mm-hmm. but you can find something that you're like you know what this is one of my favorite brands and it may not be exactly what i'm doing but i love it for example one of my favorite brands is anthropology yeah but I don't sell clothes, mm. but I love their look and I love their feel. And that word you used, look and feel, is really important. And I think that when it comes to social media, that's something that a lot of small businesses take for granted. Mm-hmm. We're living in an age of look and feel. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, though. It's tough. It's tough, but it's it's necessary. Yeah. And you get, I mean. You know why it's I'll, tough, though? You know why it's tough? Why? Because you always have to be on. Yeah. Welcome to when the you, real world. Yeah, go get when, a regular job if you don't want to do this. This is what it takes. I'm sorry. You could go work somewhere and have somebody do the look and feel for you. You know what? You're right. But if you want to own your own business, yeah, you this is what on. it means to own a business in yeah. 2018. Yeah. You are a living brand. Yeah. You have to be constantly engaging and creating and producing content that mm-hmm. not only adds value, but pushes your brand personality yeah. forward. Yeah. You're right. And I mean, especially with, I mean, and the thing that's, 
the thing that's I mean, Instagram is really low hanging fruit, right? It really I mean, is. because when you think about by comparison to other channels like LinkedIn, mm. you know, when you're putting content on LinkedIn, you you have to think very intelligently and deeply about the content because you're 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 writing words to paper or you're thinking about subjects and, and policy and issues that matter in your yeah. field. But with you Instagram can't phone it in. You can't phone in LinkedIn, but with Instagram, you know, you can um, quickly emulate someone and put it on your channel just to get your chops. I mean, there's a lot of people that need to get their chops. They're Mm -hmm. not they're not there yet. They're not Mm -hmm. phase two or phase three of their Instagram experience, especially as a small business or as an entrepreneur. So you have to figure out ways to learn to get better on Instagram. You've got to, like we were saying earlier, take a look Mm -hmm. at other brands. If you don't want to focus on large brands, maybe there are some small local brands that are doing amazing. Yeah, they're killing it. That are like the company down the street that is rocking out on their Instagram channel. Like maybe they're not posting enough content, but you know what? When they do put stuff out, it's like that is so great. And that's important, too, because Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we talk about Instagram, people get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because they feel like. Well, I have to post every day, which means every day I have to do a photo shoot. Every day I have to come up with something clever, inspirational. I have to design something. It's okay if you don't post every day, but as long as your posts are of quality and they're consistent as far as you're not posting three times one day and then not anything for the next six months. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is I would take time and I would come up with a look and feel Pick out some brands that are similar to your brand, whether they're big brands or small brands. And how about colors? Like looking for colors colors that you like. Choose your color scheme. But have example photographs and example color schemes and example kind of post examples like a quote card that looks like this. Put that all on one sheet of paper so that you know the next time. What are you talking about? Like a mind map? Not a mind map. Almost like create a mini brand guide for yourself. Oh. Create a mini brand guide. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, And what that involves is show me example posts, whether you're doing screen clipping or saving other people's photos, examples of what you want your brand to look and Mm -hmm. feel like. Pull out some example colors Mm -hmm. of what you want your brand to emulate, like Mm -hmm. in case you want to farm out some of this work. Mm -hmm. And also example posts not just of the types of photographs but if there are things other than photographs Mm -hmm. like we have a sale on this day just pull out examples of things that you want your brand to be doing i mean another thing is um you know you're talking about quote cards that's really easy too i mean people love looking at inspirational quotes they love it every quote you see may not resonate with you but something will resonate with someone Mm -hmm. so i think um you know, when you talk about that, you can find people that you like what they say. I mean, I love some of the things that and Oprah Winfrey share. says. You can share yeah. other people's Instagram posts. That's I don't think thing. they let you do that anymore. They, you can. What's there, the app? Because it used to be Repost. There's an app called Regram that works. You can just screenshot a quote that you like, crop it, mm-hmm. and credit the person who created it. That's good to know, too. And I say something like, shout out to at Burke Creative mm-hmm. for posting this amazing quote. It how really resonated do, with me. You know me. what? How do you do a screenshot on an Android? <laughs> to take a screenshot on an Android phone, you're going to want to press the power and the home button. And you have to dedicate time. There has to be, I know everyone's busy. That's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Everyone wears multiple hats, especially in small business. You have to carve out some time to sit down and make a couple pieces of content. So take maybe like 10 photographs that fit into that brand guy that you've created yourself. And then decide, hey, maybe I'm going to make one post a week. Mm -hmm. 
now you've got 10 weeks worth of content. Mm -hmm. But the thing about Instagram that I think is really important that people don't realize is that when you make a good post, people go back sometimes and look at your entire feed. So when I talk about the importance of a brand guideline and, and having that consistent look and feel, it's because someone's going to go to your page and say, hey, I like this quote. Let me look at what else this person's posting. Yeah. I mean, just like to give you some tactics, too, on when you talk about creating a brand guide, tactically, you can use um, a platform like Google Docs mm. and open it up and drag pictures that stuff in there. drag pictures from your url that you found or drag pictures mm. from instagram or take a screenshot on your computer and put them into a google document you don't have to make it fancy you can also do a search on google for um you know brand guideline book and it's it's not dissimilar from doing um you know a mood or vision board on the wall um, but you know having a document that you can open up and pull things in and out of like a google doc is really a powerful tool I want to switch gears just a little bit. I want to talk about you. This is actually a good point. You said people go and look at all the pictures that you've been posting yep. and they'll go to your channel. So that's why it's important to have a bunch next to each other. Because yes. if you made one good post and then I go back and there's a plate of pasta on your page, yep. I'm going to be like, oh, confusing confusing what is this person thinking so line them up and make sure that you have a nice little chunk of consistent photographs and content and keep in mind i mean you know we are talking about business representation and entrepreneur representation you know we're not talking about your private instagram channel yep. that people have to request to see what's Save on the there pesto for your private page exactly exactly twister? exactly this is really for your business so one of the other things that i like to consider is think before you like something on instagram yes god. think before you like <laughs> would you say yes god yes please <laughs> Look at God. That was a word. That was scripture. <laughs> I mean, you want to think before you like, because when you like something, everybody mm -hmm. can see. I don't know what if people know liked. that Instagram does that. I'm telling you, it does. I can go on and see what you liked. Yeah, you can. And you know what? There might be some things that you're liking, like just instantly or, you know, oh, I love this. I love it. You're just clicking like, a, you know, like crazy. Yeah. Like, I want this. I love it. It's great. It's great. It's great. But after a while, when someone goes back to look at what you've liked, it looks junky. You're like, ooh, people, they'll form an impression about you based on what you like. And Instagram will form an impression on you based on what you like. That's mm. another thing. Because Talk about that. Talk about the algorithm that Instagram so I'll will give pull you, up. I'll give, you, I'll give you a couple hacks. If you really like something, but you don't want people to know that you liked it, why don't you just bookmark it? Good and idea. And create your own bookmark. Mm -hmm. I have bookmarks for several things. And bookmarking is is low key like the the secret weapon can you print from a bookmark i think you can probably screenshot it and print out that way I would who's love... printing stuff out physically well so Besides when you're you. well no it's not <laughs> well you know you can look at instagram on your computer yeah on a desktop yeah and i you know can just print you can see screen. lots of stuff yeah so here's what i do i have several bookmark categories and the great thing about this bookmarks feature on instagram is that you can label the bookmarks so you can have a set of bookmarks that say inspiration. And every time I come across a photograph that looks like something that I want to emulate for my for my brand, I 
hit the bookmark button and it lets me add it to whatever bookmark bin that I want to. So I'll add it to my inspiration bookmark section. Mm -hmm. And so now all you have to do is go to that section and you have this whole list of posts. Mm -hmm. So you don't even necessarily have to drag it into a Google Doc. You just have the Instagram bookmarks right there. Mm -hmm. Also, when you bookmark something, it's private. It's completely private. So sort of Instagram. But but I mean, don't mislead. I mean, Instagram knows what you're bookmarking Instagram and there's data and there's data going back to tell people what's being bookmarked and it's helping brands that are advertising to the you. consumer what's working, what's not working. So there's all kinds of information right. being shared. But to your point and to what I'm saying is that when you bookmark versus when you like something, that's something that yeah. your potential customer won't see. They don't have access mm -hmm. to your bookmark. You know, the only people that have access to your bookmark are you and Instagram. Yeah. But the reason that I, that's important is I'll give an example. Um, I was, um, you know, doing work on another social channel and an image popped up in my feed that I looked at and I thought, wow, that is really a horrifyingly awful image and the message is wrong. And I said, who put that there? And I went and I looked and I said, wow, I'm actually surprised that that person liked that image. And it, disappoint and it disappointed me. I thought, you know what? Like that gave me a weird impression of that person. I thought that is surprising. That's disappointing. I'm disappointed. And so I feel like you have to really be careful. I, I know it's, it's easy. Like I have a lot of friends that put a lot of amazing content on social. I would love to like every single thing they like, and I would like to like it all because I want to validate their vision and their expression of themselves. But I don't always do that because it's not necessarily what I would do from my business channel. Now I will log out of my business channel. I will easily go to my private channel and like their stuff yeah. to like, there's no tomorrow. But when you focus on, you know, the representation of your business, that's the place where you draw the line about the things that you like and that you don't like, because you don't need people to see all of your private business like that. One thing you should also know is that let's say um, a questionable image pops into my feed Anyone that I'm already following that has liked that image will be at the top of the list. Instagram wants you to know that your friends have liked things. So if I see a post and I'm following Burke Creative already, if Burke Creative is one of the 20,000 people that have liked that post, it's going to say Burke Creative first right. on that post. So you right. can't hide, even though right. it's like, oh, well, this post has 20,000 people who have liked right. it. Your name is going to float to the surface exactly. when people who are already connected with you are glancing at that to say, oh, where is this image from? And this always goes back to the question of when people go to your Instagram channel, and I should really switch the word from people to potential customer. Yeah. When a potential customer shows up on your channel, will they still want to hire you based on what they see or not? That's true. That is the every ultimate question. Post, That's why we're talking right now. Every That's why we're having this conversation. Counts. Sometimes yeah. it's even helpful, honestly. What? When is to it, delete when is it all those bad posts? Well, people do that all the time. Please do that. <laughs> go back and delete all. Get the some food of the ugly picture, stuff. Remove the ugly stuff because just because please you're don't starting take pictures to do of your the feet. right thing no right now. No more feet pictures. No more feet Who's pictures. Who's taking pictures of their feet? Some people take pictures of their pedicures and stuff, and I just need it. This needs no. When you're a business, please stop. Unless you are. You own a nail salon. Yeah. If you own a nail salon, you need to be showing images yeah. of amazing of pedicures nails. and amazing manicures. That's what mm -hmm. you're supposed to mm -hmm. do. It's just like a makeup video. Definitely. Right? But other than that, please don't. And, you know, an here's another tip I want to just share really quickly on Instagram. Okay. If you're doing an Instagram channel for your own personal sake, then you're fine. But if you're a business, I don't want to see pictures of half-eaten food on a plate anymore. Like, I don't want to see food that's partially eaten.
things like that. I mean, you, you know mean what I'm if saying? If you're not a restaurant or if you are a restaurant, if you're not a restaurant, you shouldn't be posting pictures of food on Instagram. This is a great, this is a great conversation because I advise my, my small business client, please, when you're out on a vacation, don't post on Instagram your vacation shot unless there's a story behind it. Exactly. And the story needs to be, I had a great quarter. I killed it last week. I landed a new client and Work guess hard, what? Play hard. Guess what? I actually am treating myself to a vacation and yeah. I'm here I'm going. And that's the only time you should do that. Do you agree? I mean, don't you agree. think that's kind of or or if you do have a smorgasbord in front of you and that food is amazing and it's not the and it's food beautiful. it's it's beautiful it's, it's beautiful it's not it's not like this isn't a ham sandwich it's not the ham sandwich or it's it's not the the amazing food you grilled in your backyard yeah right it's beautiful right it's beautiful to look at food like you've got to do something like that and there's a story the key word that you said is there's a story behind it because instagram is also about the context and it's a business story it's a business it's your story. business story and well here's the thing your personal brand is at the center of Burke Creative because you're at the center of Burke Creative. So as a small business, even all of your posts have to further your brand. But when you're telling stories, sometimes you can move to, oh, well, I'm treating myself, work hard, play hard, or say something inspirational. That might not have something to do directly with your actual product or service, but it does something really important because it adds to the ambiance mm -hmm. and it creates context mm -hmm. around the personality of mm -hmm. your brand you know and i'm glad you brought that up because i get a question i get questions often i'm a professional services company i don't have a food business i don't sell clothes i don't sell shoes i don't have a product or an object that i can put on a table and show how beautiful it is right um i'm a lawyer i'm an attorney Those i'm an accountant yeah. i know i'm well no i stopped and started again so okay. you can edit that out okay, <laughs> okay. just say you're a I'm lawyer i'm <laughs> I'm professional services. You know, I don't have beautiful things to take pictures of. I don't have food. I don't have clothes. I don't have jewelry. I don't have makeup. I don't have things like that. I don't even actually do makeup, for example. You could if you did makeup, Instagram's great. Showing people how to apply makeup is fabulous for Instagram. But if but you're a lawyer, what do you post? I'm on a Instagram? lawyer. Or or I'm a project manager for a construction company. Or, you know, let me just put a couple more examples out there. Or I am a political consultant. Mm -hmm. Or I'm um, an event planner. I don't actually do the events. I mean, there's so many different options for, Here, for professional services. Question. What is the simple question? Social media is about relationships. You have to first ask yourself what matters to your client. And that's a really good example because those examples of things that aren't product-based are good examples of the way that we should all be thinking about social media. You should not be posting 5, 10, 15 photographs of your product back to back to back. You want to know why? Because it feels silly and spammy. Selly and spammy. You can't be selly and spammy. People get tired of that. What you need to do is create context and an ambiance around who you are and what you do. And your content should first and foremost add value to the people who are viewing it. So let me give you an example. If I was a pest control company, I'd be doing things like making posts about. Well, hey, don't show the roach. No, I'm not going to show the roach. <laughs> but you know what I will show? Oh, I'll show. show a picture of a beautiful cookout in someone's nice backyard. And I'll give you five tips on how to keep those bugs away in the summertime when it's cookout season. I love that. Can I use it? You're not a roach company. <laughs> Let's talk about how a lawyer mm -hmm. or a law firm can leverage Instagram mm -hmm. for their business. Yeah. For larger firms um, where there's multiple lawyers, um, 
and they have and they're dealing with larger issues in the legal field what are the nonprofit organizations that you support and what are the events that you attend with your firm um, what are some of the resources that you provide to um, the other lawyers that might be wanting to work there exactly. you know just put a picture of your civic duties yeah. um, put a picture on all of the people that work at the law firm you could be posting their bios on Instagram with their photographs yeah. I also think to consider when you're a business that Instagram is a great channel for recruiting because young people that are applying to your job or to your company they want to know that you have a social media presence. And if they don't see things on Instagram, they maybe don't think you really I exist. I think you're not a forward-thinking company. Or they don't want to work there because they feel that they're not going to be able to stay connected with their friends and their relationships. They're not going to be able to brag about their new job at your company because you don't have an Instagram channel, which means that you're sort of taking a little ding on your brand because you're not leveraging the influence of these you know, new mm -hmm. employees on social media. So that's another way to think about um, social media like Instagram specifically for your business because it is a recruiting tool. I know that the way that I use um, Instagram for my business is I look for people that I want to hire not to work for me but to provide a service to my company. You know, for example, I had an event last week and I looked for I – was, I was on Instagram thinking, okay, I need someone to cater something very special for my large tech client and I want something really unique, original, colorful, creative – not only because I want to make my client look good, but I actually want to have them have an opportunity to promote themselves through my client on my company. And so there's a lot of ways you can think about how Instagram works. So let's do a quick recap on the top five things to think about when you're a small business or an entrepreneur and how to use Instagram effectively for your business. And let's give also one extra tip for companies that are in professional services, Esther. Number one. Copy brands that you admire. Use bookmarks and strategic liking to save content that is in line with what you want your business to look and feel like. And then go back to that when you hit that roadblock of not knowing what to post and use that as a basis for creating your own stuff. Number two, think before you like that post. Your potential customer is watching your current customer is watching. They're looking at you. You are being followed. <laughs> you are being followed. <laughs> you are being followed. Ask yourself before you like a post, what if that post you like showed up in your customer's feed? Would they want to continue to work with you or would they start questioning their decision about working with you? That's how you need to look at the content that you're liking pretty much on any channel. This is not even just an Instagram tip. This is any channel you're working on on social media. Be very judicious before you like something. Your personal channel, do what you want. Number three, share pictures of beautiful things and hone your eye for things that are beautiful. A lot of you guys are posting things. I know nobody posts something on Instagram thinking this is hideous. Let me share this. But I have some serious <laughs> questions about your tastes when I see some of the things people are posting. So, Relating to the first tip, when you see brands that you like and want to copy, think about if the picture you're posting is in line as far as beauty goes with the types of things that the brands you want your brand to be like are posting. I love that. That is amazing. And most of the time, here's a little tip, that's not a plate of half-eaten pesto. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Food photography is extremely difficult. There's a reason why there are people who get paid to do it. Yep. It is really hard with the yellow fluorescent lighting or yeah. whatever of whatever restaurant that you're in to make a plate of food not look like a plate of vomit. When you are a jewelry or a clothes designer and you're a small business, there are professional people that model clothes. There's professional people that will rent you their hands to show your jewelry. Really think about your brand, not just the object that you're selling, but the way it's being presented. If your piece of jewelry is on a hand that is not appealing to look at. It looks like it's been punching a wall. Or something. I I'm mean, not that a hand model. does not inspire me to want your jewelry because I yeah. want to look at, I, I hate to say this because you feel like, well, appearances don't matter, but they, they do. really do on Instagram. All branding is aspirational. It's, it is aspirational. People, you know, people look at things and they want to look like that or feel like that or be like that. And so just look at your images and say, you know, the way, the, the way that, that, that my object looks on that table or the way that my object looks on that plate, the way my cupcake is is appearing on my client's buffet table. Like, take a look at the environment, the surroundings. This is what this is what Esther is talking about when she's talking about sharing beautiful things. You've got to you've got to hone your eye a little bit more closely on what you're doing. And there are people out there doing great stuff. And maybe if this is something that you just feel like you cannot do. Hire, hire someone. Hire a professional. Burt Creative. Hire Burt Creative. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I will it guide will, you. You have no idea how much money you're leaving on the table as a small business by presenting your products in a context that is not appealing. Yeah, you're, people, waste, you're literally wasting your time yeah, and because energy. Because customers are going to turn away and they're not going to buy. I'm right? going to look Am at I that right? and think, uh, Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, number four. Number four. Follow, like, and comment on the pages and content of local businesses. This is extremely important. You have to be part of the conversation that's going on. And it doesn't mean that you only follow, like, and comment on jewelry brands. Like, you know, your post might get lost in the noise if you're posting or commenting on Tiffany and company. But if you're posting and commenting on a local business, that's more likely to pull customers your way because someone who wants to support a small business that is maybe a clothing brand will now be hip to your brand that is maybe a complimentary jewelry brand because you're active and you're present so when they go to click on your page they'll say oh this place is right around the corner or this person's from chicago that makes a huge difference i mean here's the other reason to comment on a local business because you're building community around your own community and you're starting to share wealth and knowledge and information and share influence so when you when you engage with local businesses they will engage with you too which means you're building a tribe um also like and comment and engage with target but definitely share the love with a local business because that's really where you're going to gather your strength unless you get lucky you might get lucky like you might get picked up by target they might say you know what but that is highly unlikely it's it's highly unlikely but it could happen but it's 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 you know it's like a lottery ticket it's a lottery ticket or it's like, you know, if Oprah Winfrey decides to call you and ask you to be on her show, mm. it's unlikely, but it could, it could happen. Yeah. I wouldn't bet on that. Though. You wouldn't bet on that either. Right. Mm. So the point is, is that local business relationships are the ones where you can, you can grow that. So that's why engaging with local is really awesome on social. And then number five. Wait, but guess what happens? What? Guess what, what happens, happens when you engage with local businesses? What happens? 
it's even gonna be good. If, this is gonna be a good. Thing, even right? if people this aren't good, following right? <laughs> you, when they follow local businesses, guess who pops up as a suggested page to? Follow? I have no idea. You, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so you want right. to put yourself in the position that for Instagram to be suggesting you, and Instagram is going to suggest you to people that they feel like you are contextually relevant to. And number five is the like comment and engage with your potential customers and your current customers this is huge this is really this huge. is huge this is if time. somebody if somebody is following you or you're following a potential customer you need to get on their radar if you follow me but you're not engaging with my content i don't know who you are or that you exist and we didn't even talk about this in depth but when you engage with your existing customers or existing clients they love it. They it builds they, rapport. Yeah, and it 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 signals to them that their relationship with you is valuable and you're willing to put your reputation on the line for them, which means that they'll put their reputation on the line for you. So it builds influence and confidence. That's what the nature of business is, is competition and there's enough to go around. So when you think that someone is going to steal your customer because you're engaging with them, it's just, it's not going to happen because when you deliver high quality service and value to your customer, why would they want to go anywhere else anyway? And if they are going somewhere else, then that's a lesson to be learned that, you know, what do I need to do differently to, to maintain this relationship? How can I, what do I need to do to make this better? Because obviously something's happening. So don't ever think that, you sharing the success of your customer is going to mean that the customer is going to leave you for someone better because they're with you because you are better. Mm -hmm. So don't ever be afraid of that. So that's a really important tip to say, which is what you just said, Esther, to like, follow, engage with your existing mm -hmm. customers and your potential customers that you're targeting. Your brand also wants to feel like it has a real person behind it. Yeah. And if you look at all these other big brands, there's a reason why they have familiar faces and they're utilizing influencer marketing. It's because you want to feel familiar to your customer. You, you want to feel, feel like yeah. there's a real person behind the brand. Yeah. And if you're just like, we have a sale today, and you're not like, those boots look great on you. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel different as a customer. Now I think that not only do you care, but you're present right. and you're active. Right. And I want to engage and purchase from a present and active thing. Because if you think enough to comment on my picture or like something, I, I feel like if I message you about customer service, you're going to be very responsive. Right. Because mm -hmm. you're present and you're active. This is Jinja. And I have a few tips that I want to share specifically directed to women in business. Join in if you want, Esther, if you hear something. But one of my biggest concerns about women in business is that we are too afraid to share on social media. Social media being the number one way for us to grow our business and to expand our relationship with customers, expand our brands, or expand our entrepreneurial desires, we are too hesitant to really use the tool honestly and authentically. And, and you know, when you're a woman on social, you know, a lot of things go through your head. You know, you have families to take care of, people are counting on you. What if I make a mistake? What if I don't look good enough? What if I don't look good enough? Right. I have to be perfect, right? I've, I've got I've to put on good pretenses all the time. Everybody needs to think I'm killing it and I'm winning. You know, stop it. You know, stop that. Stop that. You know, the reason why there are some women that are really killing it 
in business is because they're not afraid. They're, they're approaching a lot of what they do in a fearless way. And so being on social means sometimes showing your failures and mistakes as a woman because other women will look and say, I'm not alone. I see another woman that's stumbling just like me. You know, she's got a child, but she's somehow doing this. I see it. Look at what she's dealing with. And that's my tip for women is to not be afraid and don't try to be perfect. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Honest Field Guide, where we talked about the state of Instagram. I'm Ginger Birkenbuehl, CEO of Burke Creative. And I'm Esther Coro, And this is the Honest Field Guide. The Honest Field Guide podcast is produced by Burke Creative, written and created by Ginger Birkenbuehl and Esther Coro. The podcast is recorded in the innovation and technology capital of the Midwest, Chicago, at Stomping Ground Studios in Ukrainian Village. Original music is written by and provided courtesy of Utah Carroll. Follow Honest Field Guide on Instagram and Twitter. The opinions expressed on the Honest Field Guide are opinions only and only represent the views of Ginger Burke and Buell and Esther Ikoro.